Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Kat. How are you? I'm doing good. I kind of forgot we were recording there doing that little jammer. (laughs) Uh, What are we talking about today? We are talking about one of my favorite things. We're talking about massage. Now, do you get regular massage? I do not. I know Uh, I should. Yes, you should. Um, When I first started thinking massage, I mean, thinking about it as in I had clients when I was a personal trainer, I had clients that got massage and I had a couple of friends that were instructors that were also massage therapists. I was always in my mind, I always thought, you know, I don't really have enough time in my life to do that. I don't have time. And I, you know, I teach fitness. I work out with weights. I teach yoga. It was when I first started teaching yoga. I teach yoga. I can relax at home. I don't need that. And so I really dismissed it a lot. I dismissed yoga too, as we've talked about when I first started in yoga, but now I do both of them. And I really still don't go to, I I know I never go to massage to relax. I go to massage to fix my body. You know, I guess I do relax though, because that's one hour where I can't touch my phone. I can't be on the computer. I can't be writing. I can't be doing all the things that I can't even be reading a book. I just have to sit there with the stillness. Now that doesn't mean my mouth isn't flying a mile a minute, but the mas- I've got two massage therapists that I alternate with. And they're so knowledgeable that I'm always asking them body questions that were work because we're working on my upper back issues now. But I didn't really think about it as something that I needed in my life. And I guess probably right after I had breast cancer, I realized but just because of, you know, well, you know, from the scar tissue and everything else from surgery in the chest, I really, not that they massaged the chest, but the, the lymph nodes where they took out lymph nodes and just the lack of range of motion in my upper body. It was really important just to keep my body functioning. Oh, 100%. I do know that the times that I have had massage, how dramatically different my body feels. Mm-hmm. I did it a couple times, like when I was pregnant, I did it a couple times, you know, post op and, you know, especially when things were feeling very bound or inflamed. Yeah, 100%. What would you say from a dosha standpoint, would you say the pitta dosha probably needs the massage more than all the rest of the doshas? just because how tightly wound we are? You know, I would actually probably say that all need them equally, like that there isn't a dosha that, because you could argue it very differently. You could say that, you know, a vata needs the grounding of massage and that a kapha needs the massage to help with mobility and flexibility. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that you could probably argue that all the Mm -hmm. doshas need it equally, Mm -hmm. but for different reasons. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to me that I kind of started massage and yoga at the same time, because I think when I was younger, I always thought of massage as something I really couldn't afford. And it was it was something that was too expensive. And it was just for people that had more time on their hands than they knew what to do with. And that was so wrong. But 
yoga and massage are a lot more similar than we think because they both detoxify our body. They both oxygenate the body by increasing the blood flow. They can both increase the flexibility and the range of motion. That's one thing that she worked on to me with me today is my rotator cuff. Both of them, you know, yoga and massage are both great for relieving stress. And this is something I hadn't really thought about until I started talking, thinking about this episode, but yoga really is actually kind of a self-massage because the twisting, the bending, the folding, all that stuff that we do in yoga massages the internal organs, massages different parts of uh, our musculature, and it just kind of helps our body to function healthy. So they do go hand in hand. Oh, 100%. I agree with that too. And I know that in our teacher training, we use that language quite specifically, mm-hmm. like that we're doing it specifically. Specifically to massage the low back. We're doing Mm -hmm. this specifically to massage the abdominals. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. Who needs massage? Like, right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because when I type that into the computer, of course, it's like everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. But it did give some interesting examples that I think are probably important to mention. One of them that was high up on the list was cancer patients. Mm -hmm. Another one that was high up on the list was PTSD and or trauma clients. And again, being mindful that the masseuse you're going to see knows that you are dealing with PTSD and trauma so that they can provide you a safe space for working through your massage. Mm-hmm. Another one that they bring up and, you know, we've been talking about mental wellness in general is for people with anxiety and depression, because it's mm-hmm. helping, like you say, to boost the positive hormones in the body and help you detoxify some of the negative hormones that are maybe keeping mm-hmm. you depressed or are, you know, contributing to your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, people who are you know, suffering from pain or fibromyalgia, but in general, whether it's acute pain or chronic pain, that's usually Mm -hmm. the people who sign up, right? Right. For massage because they're like, oh man, I hurt, like help this out, make it, make it stop hurting. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Mm -hmm. That's usually we're going for healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I think a lot of times there does have to be some education with that because a lot of people don't realize that massage, I mean, massage, just like any alternative therapies, doesn't take the place of traditional medicine, but it can enhance, it can help. Yeah, 100%. So, and I think just like with all things, you know, Get to know your practitioner and ask Mm -hmm. questions like, are you certified? How often do you get continuing education credits? Like, what is it that Mm -hmm. you gravitate towards? Because just like us in, you know, yoga teaching, some of us migrate towards the faster flow. Some of us migrate towards the yin and the restorative. Some of us gravitate towards trauma-informed yoga. So Mm -hmm. ask around, find, find the masseuse that aligns with what you're trying to work through Mm -hmm. because they're going to just be that much more informed about it Mm -hmm. and about your care. And it's, I was going to mention the different types of massage you can get also. Um, You know, one thing that you can do, and um, I have my students in class do, is self-massage, especially massaging the hands and um, the little pad under the thumb. You can massage your own feet. You can massage your own neck. You can do all kinds of things um, for self-massage. But when you go to a massage, and most people know what it is, but it really is just kind of pressing or manipulating the skin, the muscles, rubbing the muscles, the ligaments, the tendons, and it can, the 
pressure can be anywhere from very light to deep pressure, which I'm a very deep pressure person, but you can get Swedish massage, which this is more gentle that uses long strokes with kneading and circular, deep circular movements and vibration. Sometimes they even do tapping in Swedish massage and it can help you feel uh, more relaxed and energized. Deep tissue, which I prefer, that uses slower, more forceful strokes to really target the deeper layers of muscle and connective tissue. And for people that have spent most of their life in fitness, a lot of times that's what you really need because you've spent years and years and years building your muscles. But this is a lot of times people that like deep tissue go there to help with injuries to their body or to keep from getting injuries. Sports massage is very similar to Swedish massage. And I've had one or two sports massage, but a lot of times they move you into different stretching positions and hold like a static hold and will massage there. Wasn't my favorite. I have not had a time massage or a trigger point massage. So I don't know a lot about those. I've had trigger point in within a massage, but not just a massage geared around that. So what kind do you like best? Since I just announced I like deep tissue. I really enjoy Thai massage. I have a friend mm-hmm. who now does Thai body work and I mm-hmm. think it's pretty fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I took couples class learning some Thai massage techniques and mm-hmm. I just find it really quite lovely, really. And you're talking about different types of massage, but then there's also the addition of different therapies within the massage because Mm -hmm. a lot of masseuses have added additional therapy like aromatherapy and using essential Mm -hmm. oils or adding cupping, adding hot 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 stones. Yep. And then some do scraping and Mm -hmm. or if you've ever heard of rolfing, R-O-L-F, rolfing. And like you brought up tapping, these are all additional techniques or therapies that a lot of masseuses will add into Mm -hmm. their repertoire, their tool basket. Mm -hmm. What do you think about cupping? I've only had it done a few times and I did have bruises all over my back and I thought it, it was kind of an interesting feeling, but I didn't, I think I probably needed to do it more because I didn't notice the same benefit that I noticed from other things. So I, you know, medically speaking, kind of struggle with it if any time we're causing a bruise, we're creating damage. So that one's a little tricky for me. Like I'm not, I understand there's probably some good in it, but you know, my story already with history with Abigail and, you know, her stroke and stuff. So I, I tend to be like, ah, I'm working to heal my body. I don't need to add another injury (laughs) to have to heal. And to me, a bruise is an injury. A Mm -hmm. bruise is damaged tissue. It broke vessels and it created a bruise. And, you know, I know that the body has amazing healing techniques and that the theory is, is that by doing it, it calls in all of the helper. I get that there's purpose for it, but it's a stretch for me. I would prefer to not come away with bruises. I agree. Well, some of the other benefits besides just relaxing on the massage table. Oh, and you know, one thing I didn't mention, you can get a massage in all levels of being disrobed. You know, when I first started getting massage, I felt very uncomfortable 
not having underwear on. So I would lose my bra, you know, because they always keep you completely covered. But now I'd, I'd prefer to have nothing on because, you know, it's just a hindrance if they're working in your low back. But so it, but they're, uh, all the massage therapists, and I've been to a bunch, they're always so mindful of making sure you stay covered and protected. And for some people that you mentioned PTSD, there's a lot of people that, you know, have little triggers and stuff. So if you know that that's an issue for you, you will want to just double check and go, hey, you know, I'm going to keep my, you know, shirt and shorts on and let you, you know, whatever. But, you know, I would have a you know, discussion with the therapist before. And the reason I mentioned that because, you know, it does, massage can help you reduce stress, increase relaxation. It reduces pain and muscle soreness and tension. It improves your circulation. And if you think about what it's doing, it makes perfect sense that it would improve circulation, increase your energy. It also increases your alertness. I always feel relaxed, even though I'm getting a deep tissue and I'm very relaxed afterwards. I'm so much more alert on days when I get a massage. I feel like I can conquer the world because I've given myself one hour to just be and just undo. It can also lower your heart rate and blood pressure. It improves your immune function. Where I go to get a massage, they do always let you choose aromatherapy and they put that underneath the face pillow so you're enjoying the aromatherapy the whole time. So I'm always mindful of what I choose. So I usually choose something citrusy. That may be why I'm a little more alert. <laughs> but but it can help with anxiety, digestive disorders, fibro, fibromyalgia, um, headaches, insomnia that's related to stress, low back pain, myofascial release or myofascial pain syndrome, nerve pain, which is the biggest reason I go, soft tissue sprains and strains, sports injuries, TMJ in your mouth, jaw. your jaw, mandible, mm -hmm. your upper back, neck pain. So there's all kinds of things that can be benefited from this. But I would, you know, if you're going in for a specific thing, I would say, go talk, you know, make sure you talk to them. And, and any good massage therapist is going to say, what are we doing here today? Yeah. yeah One of them that I think that's interesting that you didn't mention was that it also boosts your immunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely improves the immune function. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because it helps move lymph through the body and it helps, mm -hmm. you know, your lymphatic response, which helps boost your immunity. Mm -hmm. You know, something else about mas massage that's important, and I don't believe people talk about it a lot, but it it often produces feelings of caring and comfort and connection. And there's a lot of people that don't get touched every day. You know, there's a lot of people that don't have kids that live with them or a significant other or anybody and they're more alone and humans desperately need touch. And so for someone that doesn't regularly get touch, getting a manicure, a pedicure, anything where you're touched, but a massage, I think would be one of the, that would be a huge benefit, especially for people that are older that don't, you know, have little kids running around and flinging themselves on them all the time, or, you know, they may have lost a spouse. Yeah, I could see that totally. Mm -hmm. One that you bring up, you know, just you speak about older people, but I also think it's important to bring up how therapeutic massage can be for infants. Mm -hmm. And we tend not to think about infants because we're like, oh, well, they don't even have any muscle aches yet. Like they haven't yeah. done anything to get a muscle ache for, right? Mm -hmm. But what we don't realize is all of those benefits that we brought up, like it moving around the lymphatic, you know, and 
you know, helping their sleep cycle and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's perfect for babies that have like chronic croup or have chronic sleep problems, or they're not learning how to sleep through the night just yet using massage. And this is, you know, I'm not your massage therapist, hopefully can give you some tools for some things that you can do at home, mm-hmm. you know, so that, but then also, you know, maybe add that to a practice of seeing a practitioner and having Mm -hmm. them help you, right? But I think it's really important because babies really do find improved sleep cycles and find that they will start to have their own mobility move faster, like especially Mm -hmm. if you have a child who's maybe behind on some of the weight charts or behind on, you know, their growth charts that using massage therapy can actually help improve the growth hormone Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Very good. Well, and babies need that soothing, that feeling of, you know, and most everyone likes to hold their babies, but like when I'm holding my new little grandbaby, Elliot, I mean, she just likes to nestle into you. But when you, when you massage her back, she just like starts cooing. You know, so it's a, I think also for babies, it would be kind of a security thing as well. Yeah, it's absolutely just mm -hmm. touch in general. Mm -hmm. Touch is very comforting. Now, one thing that we haven't talked about yet either is the risks of massage. So most everyone can benefit from massage, but it's not necessarily appropriate for everyone, everyone. So if you do have things like bleeding disorders, you know, you definitely want to talk to your doctor before you do that. Or if you have blood thinning medication that even slight bruising would affect, if you have a burn on your body or if you're healing wounds. So there's a lot of things like that. If you have deep vein thrombosis, not probably not a good choice, at least wherever that area is. Um, any kind of infections, broken bones, obviously you don't want to go massage that forearm if it's broken. Um, if you have severe osteoporosis, it's amazing to me the people that are so frail that I, because I had a friend and she was at the time, maybe 34, but she was already developing osteo. Uh, she had osteopenia. She broke her ribs coughing. Yeah. You know, and so when you have osteopenia, osteoporosis, not, I mean, and I mean, if you live past a certain age, you're going to have that, but just check with your doctor or discuss the pros and cons of massage with your doctor and whatever you do, make sure you talk to your massage therapist. Most of the time, you know, they have dealt with a little bit of everything, but you want to make sure you're open. And even if you're pregnant, because you can still get massage when you're pregnant, but they have different kinds of pillows, different kinds of things that they can use and even tables that can support you as you get bigger when you're pregnant. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Do you have any books on massage? I have a book on tapping because I love tapping and I do tapping for myself all of the time, but I don't have any books on massage. I don't, but I, I do have a, what can you expect? But so, you know, I mentioned about, you know, as far as what can you expect during a massage, you know, you get to your level of undress that's comfortable for you, or you can just wear loose fitting clothing. And the reason I don't wear clothes is because when I first started, I would always keep my sports bra on and my underwear. They cannot massage your back very well. They And they will, though. They'll work around it. But I 
wanted deep tissue and I, they can't get a good plane of movement going with that. So, but you need to find your level of comfort to undress to, but you generally lie down on a table and you cover yourself up with a sheet before they even come back in. So the place I go, they take you. In fact, when you come down here next, we're get, we're going to go there and get a massage because you would love it. But they take you into the little dressing room and they let you put a robe on. You put all your junk in a dresser. I mean, in a locker, locker. <laughs> hard words, <laughs> in a locker. <laughs> then they come and get you and you go back in there. They check with you. What are we working on today? What issues do you have or not? And then they say, I'll be out. I'm going to go get your aromatherapy and I'll be back in. Then before you come, they come back in. This is every place I've ever been. They always knock on the door first. Because sometimes when I first started getting massage, I was racing around and I didn't, they didn't have lockers where I first went and I would fold up all of my underwear and my clothes and tuck it and under hide them in, hide it. Know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and hide it all. And I was racing so fast because I wanted to make sure I got, I wasn't standing there start naked when they came in the room. But anyway, they'll always knock. And when you come in, most places will have you start face down and they have the little cup, the little padded area for your face. I have had a couple of massages where they have you face up and it's always a little surprising to me, but they generally uh, will use an oil or some kind of lotion just to reduce the friction on your skin. Where I go now, they use coconut oil and I just love it. I feel like I'm somewhere on a beach, but they use it because most people don't have a reaction to that and it glides a little bit better than just a, a lotion let's see most sessions will last about 60 minutes I get an hour session and then every fifth session I treat myself to 90 minutes and I wish I had never started that because I didn't know what I'm, I was missing until I did it but and a lot of times you have to decide what you know, what you're there for also, because you can get a chair massage and you've seen those in the mall where they have a chair and they just literally work pretty much on the upper back. So that might even be 10 minutes. You generally will have music playing in the massage. I struggle to keep my mouth shut because I'm always wanting to know, okay, right there when I just felt, you know, when they, she was massaging my neck today and I was, but my arm on my right arm was really numb this morning. And so everyone kind of thinks it's, it may be carpal tunnel, which they told me when I was 19, I had, but it may be an impingement. And so she was trying to find where, and so I was blabbing the whole time and letting her know what I was feeling. And it really made a big difference today. But a lot of people go there and they don't want to talk and that's fine too. I'm a not talker. You're a not talker. I'm a not talker, which is really <laughs> funny because usually I'm a talker. Uh-huh. That's one time I'm a not talker. Yeah, I had one girl that wouldn't talk back to me. And I was so uncomfortable for about the first 10 minutes because I and it, I felt like I, I guess I always want to put people at, you know, I want everyone to feel like, OK, we're, we're all friends. We're all friends. you're not taking care of me. I don't like to let people take care of me. And but when I realized she wasn't going to talk back, then I allowed myself to relax and it was wonderful. So um, as far as finding a massage therapist, this is very important. Tanya mentioned earlier to ask them, you know, where 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 did you go to massage therapy school? I don't personally know the difference between a lot of the schools, but I do like to know how long they've been doing it. And even someone that's brand new, that doesn't mean they're not a good therapist. But 
because of the issues with my hands, I like to know that someone has worked on someone with, you know, neck concerns or carpal tunnel or wrist issues. And so that's important. But, you know, a lot of times ask around, you know, word of mouth, I think is one of the best ways. For massage, Uh, I would agree mm -hmm. with that 100% because it is an intimate sort of deal Mm -hmm. without it being inappropriately intimate, which that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, it is they're in your business, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're touching your skin, right? So if, if you hear from your best friend that she trusts this person, you're probably more likely to be like, okay, well, I feel comfortable trying her too, because I I've known my friend for many years and mm-hmm. I know she makes good decisions. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. One thing, a lot of people go in to massage just because, you know, they have, this nagging, you know, cramp in their calf, they can't get rid of and they want it worked out. And that's fine. If you have something that's chronic, like and and you go regularly, then that's fine too. But you know, you may just treat yourself on your birthday every year, there's no set amount of times you need to go to benefit anytime that you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. If you can't make it to yoga or better yet, oh my gosh, go to yoga first, then go get a massage, then go home and have wine. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it's recommended that you rehydrate with wine, but because well, you gotta have some time. Pod, we are gonna reference wine. Well, they will give you lots of wa- water to drink. Wine. They'll give you lots of water to drink uh, while you're there. Probably the cost is is not covered by a lot of insurances, but double check with your insurance and see because there are some insurances that will cover massage. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it is a very good, feel good way to indulge yourself and pamper yourself. But besides that, it's an important piece of self-care that I think is important for everyone to do if you can afford it. And you know, there are massage therapy schools and you can check on these. When I first really got into massage, I had a lady that had to do X number of massages. She didn't get to charge them. So you can get free massage or $20 massage from a school. And the schools are really they do a good job because they're trying really hard to impress their instructors so you can find all different levels of massage plus do you have any plus it's a great gift to give it's an incredible gift to give Mm -hmm. it is yeah the gift of massage (laughs) and you know you did ask me if i had any Uh, books on massage and I don't but there's all kinds of things you can google about massage but you said you had one on tapping I do have one on tapping the book is called I got it because at the time I was you know well I shouldn't say at the time because you and I always talk about body issue but the book is called the tapping solution by Jessica Orton and it's do you you have a picture of it I think I have the exact same one oh I'm sure because it it, like probably went right up there with the grapefruit diet you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah it was like tapping for weight loss or something yep tapping for weight loss and and body image so yeah Mm -hmm. 100 but you know that's 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 part of life 
And, you yeah. know, I have incorporated many of the tapping solutions and I, you know, most days am still tapping something, yeah. like whether I'm just tapping my chest or whether I'm tapping my face when I have some stress or whatever. So I'm still incorporating those tools all of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So self-care is important. You know, you know, another thing though, and if you cannot afford to go get a massage or you don't feel comfortable trying it, look online and see if you can find self-massage techniques. You can just get on there and look for ways because even self-massage, I have to say, it's still wonderful, but it's not as wonderful as having someone else massage you. But I, yeah, I'm looking right now online. There are so many options for self-massage techniques and tips, even like self-massage tools to release the piriformis. You just about can name it. Oh, I'm uh, sure that mm -hmm. there's, you know, if there's a thousand books on Reiki, there's got to be a thousand books on yoga and a thousand books on massage. So yeah. So get out there and find something that you can do to give yourself some self-care and then give us your book recommendations yes two pittas on a pod signing dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> perfect i'm kat khan and i am tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod we're grateful you joined us join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis we hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.